0: I'm a level 100 podcaster. I'm a level 20 microphone. Hey everybody, welcome to Coffee with Butterscotch. This is the official podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. We are a three-brother video game studio. And I'm Seth. I'm Adam. And Sam is currently not here, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. And uh, if you want to play our games, you can find them at games.bscotch.net. You can also join our loving community at forums.bscotch.net, and uh, we also have a little disclaimer, which is uh, like booze and guns and voting. This podcast is not for children, so if you're a child, go away. All right, let's get started. Let's do it. So Sam is current, the third brother. He's currently not here. He's still in the hospital, and he'll be there for another three weeks or so he's in the midst of a stem cell transplant or rather he's currently preparing for it the transplant will take place on friday so two days coming
1: up really soon last week as we mentioned on last week's podcast he was receiving rabbit's blood in preparation for this thing and getting irradiated with x-rays
0: yeah so he's basically consumed all the rabbit blood
1: yeah that exists Uh, so i'm pretty sure that it and at some point, the combination of those two things must give you superpowers.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's how just about every comic book hero Yeah, starts. I mean, it's
1: radiation and then combination of your biology with the biology of another being.
0: Yeah, although I feel like maybe he got a little bit shafted because he didn't get the horse blood. Yeah, uh, but I mean, rabbits have some they have some They of... have some good traits, but he's going to come out a lot smaller. Yeah. You know? And his
1: ears are going to be enormous. Although that would probably be a consequence of horse blood as well.
0: Yeah. uh, You can't get around the ears thing. That's just Yeah. yeah, It's sort of like how Spider-Man doesn't have ears, you know, because... True. Because of the spider thing. What what does Uh, a
1: horse have on a rabbit besides size?
0: Well, that's it. Because, I mean, rabbits are fast. Rabbits can jump really high relative to their size. Yeah. But you also... A person can't ride on a rabbit. So if Sam wanted to give rides to people... Uh, He's just, he's going to be out of luck. That's true. Um, But he's, I mean, he's doing well. He's, he's uh, feeling pretty good and he's a little tired, but he's basically got one more week of feeling pretty good before he's going to start feeling real bad. Uh, (laughs) Uh. So he's taking this, so he's taking this week to jam out as much art as he possibly can for Crashlands before he gets slammed by the transplant genie. So, uh, so that's what he's doing.
1: The slant, yeah, and the transplant genie does not grant wishes like other genies. No, that's a, hes a dick. Yeah, he just he's grants a real dick pain and confusion and fatigue, and a new immune system, that's, and a new immune system. In the end, yes, in the in the does, end, he
0: does grant you the—that's the one wish he grants—is if you wish for that, that's what you—that's what you're going to get. It's kind of like uh, Henry Ford's. Thing about you know you can get a, a car in any color you want so long as it's black. Right. So the transplant genie will give you anything you wish for as long as what you wish for is a new immune system and being real fucking sick for a couple. Yeah. Of weeks. I
1: mean yeah, because along with any good wish system, there are also all of the caveats because you have to beware what you wish for.
0: Yeah, and I'll be heading over to the hospital to work with Sam later today. Uh, had a and bit you of a did late- all day yesterday, I believe. I was there yesterday? I had a bit of a late start today because I was on TV this morning. Oh my god which was weird
1: because <laughs> that is yeah how did that go I haven't I haven't heard anything about this yet it was crazy I've never been in a, well, in first, a TV studio well first why were you on TV there is a there's an
0: event here in St. Louis called Pixel Pop Festival and this is the second year that it is happening and as as some of the more active members of the game dev community here we are speaking at Pixel Pop and we're trying to help promote it you know as in what little way we can and so there's a little segment on the news about Pixel Pop Festival. So I appeared on there with Carol Mertz, who uh, works at Happy Badger Studio, also here in St. Louis. And she's one of the
1: co-organizers of Pixel Pop. And they're working on a really cool game that's going to be coming out for PlayStation. Smuggle Craft. Called Smuggle Craft. Yeah. And
0: they're having they're, uh, their development is, is going a little bit slower than they'd like because they have to also do some client work and stuff on the side. Uh, so they don't they don't get to work on it as fully as they want to, but they're hoping to get Smugglecraft out uh, sometime next year. So, uh,
1: so check that out. Yeah, that'll probably but, be demoed along with uh, a bunch of other um, games by local St. Louis game devs at Pixel Pop. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're into you know participating 30, in community stuff, thirty is it thirty games? Thirty games are going to be demoed at Pixel oh, Pop. Oh wow! I uh, think
0: somebody's flying in from friggin' Paris. France, not Paris. What? There's probably a town called Paris in the US somewhere, but no, it's France. <laughs> well, that's yeah, cool. It's going to be it's going to be a big thing. And, and Adam and I will be speaking, we'll be giving a talk about how to start a game studio and just kind of some of our philosophies and
1: Yeah, and we've done it once, so obviously we know what we're doing. Yeah, we've started a game Actually,
0: I started two game studios. That's true one. actually. And my first one still exists. So it's called Stas great. Studios. I think I'm pretty sure the blog is still up it's still up i think it hasn't been posted on in four 5 years, years or 5 probably, years yeah. uh, so things are going real well for Stas studios and uh, yeah so this tv station it was i so i don't really watch tv i have to i have to preface this conversation with that because well, and you mean you don't
1: like you'll watch tv shows on netflix
0: yeah but i don't watch the news yeah you know which watch is what the, this right. was and the reason I don't watch the news is because it, It's all commercials. It's most of well, it's I mean yeah, it's about half commercials and, and then bad, terrible news show is they kind of did just rapidly alternate between super depressing things and weirdly specific local things or uplifting things or whatever. So our segment was between uh, they had they had a guy for some cult there was like a big cultural event. They had a guy like drumming in the parking lot outside, and they were talking about some various things about that. And then we came on to talk about Pixel Pop, and so we had three minutes to talk about that. And also, I played Roid Rage on the news. Uh, <laughs> so you played it on air. How, how did they
1: set that up exactly?
0: They had an iPad talking to a TV using, uh, what is it called, like Apple TV or something? I have no idea. And and then they had a giant screen that I was standing in front of playing Roid Rage. <laughs> Which was kind of awesome. Did they uh, but, did, it, did it end up showing ads
1: too while you were playing?
0: <laughs> no, it was only. I mean, it's a three minute segment, and the ads are on a short cool. Day, you know, they're on a two minute cool down or whatever. So, uh, so I only I, I played it for about a minute, but um, and then after that, they were talking about a child that was murdered. So, oh, well, that's that fun. was that was a real great kind of a tr- you know roller coaster of emotion <laughs> for everyone.
1: Uh, did they get to show Smugglecraft or anything for? As well, or was it?
0: No, I mean, so Carol was there to talk about Pixel Pop, and so was I. But the organizers were—they were like, "Oh, it's a ga- There's games. We need to put games on here." So they were real into Roid Rage, and they wanted me to keep talking about it. I kept trying to—I <laughs> kept trying to redirect the discussion back to Pixel Pop because I mean, we—you know—we just made Roid Rage as a little small thing, and I don't need to go on TV to promote Roid Rage. Uh, no, so that—that that didn't really go the direction that I was hoping it would. Well, I think probably, it it's probably
1: just because TV is, is. I mean, obviously a very, it's it's purely a visual medium, and it's it's hard to get people excited about, uh, you know, the concept of a convention that's coming up with just a handful, of, or with a couple of people talking about it. Yeah, that's true. Versus yeah. so showing, guess, you know, some gameplay video for, uh, I
0: guess for them, they just wanted to be like, this is an event that is happening. Okay, let's look at some games. <laughs> that kind of thing. But yeah, that was my first time on TV. It was weird, and it sounds like it. I hope hope to do it again, but you know, whatever. Um, And I also have another weird piece of news. What's that? I went to Chipotle on over the weekend.
1: That's not very weird because you go
0: to Chipotle all
1: all the time.
0: Never mind. No. Okay. So what happened at Chipotle was there was this woman there who I'm. In retrospect I think she was a time lord because You mean like a
1: Doctor Who time lord? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought he was the only one of his kind. You would no, it turns out, it turns out there's out there are a woman
0: two. that works at Chipotle huh who is also a time lord interesting she was making burritos that were bigger on the inside than they were on the outside what she was piling some guy walked in there and he's just like yeah I want this and this and this and he he you know he just got everything like the whole smorgasbord of contents and it was a pile of of stuff on this on this tortilla that was it was inches tall, like probably six inches tall, spilling over the edge of the tortilla. <laughs> and this so, woman, oh, yeah.
1: like from a from a math topology standpoint, you should not be able no, to collapse
0: that into a burrito. There's no way to make this into a burrito, right? And this woman was just like, wadoopadoop, doop," burrito. Somehow she got it in there, and then the person, <laughs> the person after this guy, got even more shit. On his burrito, and I was like, I was like, okay, this is clearly that, that
1: has to be the limit now. This is
0: clearly the breaking point. Nope, she just rolled it right up like nothing. So huh. I don't know what to make of this, but so I feel she like makes Dr. Tardis Who burritos, be, I guess. That they're Tardis burritos. Yeah, if you live in St. Louis, go to the Chipotle on the Loop. And just put, just see what, and just get see yourself what a Tardis burrito. Get as much stuff as you can possibly fit in that. You know, not bring your own food. <laughs> just like start seeing, put, test the limits of this. Cause I don't know. I don't know if there are any, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was a very, it was a real disorienting Chipotle trip. Weird, uh, but yeah. So that's, I mean, if that tells you, that's about the most exciting thing that happened for me over the past week.
1: <laughs> so
0: things are going real, real crazy. Yeah. Well, in things my life right now,
1: things on my front have not been going very interesting at all. So I think we should just jump right over into some game news.
0: Yeah. What happened in the world of game? Well, I'm going
1: to tell you. I learned all of this basically this morning before we started this podcast. Uh, mm. Well, news digest. New, little news digest for you, uh, in case in case our podcast is your source of gaming news, which would be a terrible decision on the one hand, but a great decision on the other. Now that would be probably the best, probably the, the best, best way. So uh, I'm, I I have a few things I want to mention. The first one is I think is interesting from a, a being ourselves being a, an indie game studio, which is that Rovio, the company that that spawned Angry Birds and all of its franchises, Roe v. Wade, Rovio. Ah. Uh, just fired uh, 240 or something like that people, or is about to, which is about 40% of their entire workforce. Uh, and the reason is is because they're, I think I'm almost certain they're a publicly traded company. Uh, so last year's revenue, the amount of money they made, went up by 16%, but their profits actually fell by 70 Are they losing money? I don't know if they're actually losing money. That that was not said. But the thing is, you know, when you're a publicly traded company, actually no, I guess I guess their profits would
0: have to drop more than a hundred percent for them to be losing money, right? Probably. I, <laughs> I don't know exactly. I think that's
1: how profits work. It's something like that. It's not like I'm a financial analyst. Uh, he, yeah, you probably should know. So Seth is a is literally a certified financial analyst. Uh, for those of you who don't know, so he should yeah. know the answer to this question. But in any event, ba- when you but when you are a publicly traded company. Uh, your goal is to make as much money as possible. So as long per as you're quarter. not per quarter, so as long as you're not making as much money, really more money than is humanly possible, then you are doing a disservice to your shareholders and therefore are effectively not making any profit at all.
0: But here's what I think is really weird about this. What is, you know, when I was in my, when I was in business school, business school, they would talk on and on about how the, the purpose of a corporation is to maximize wealth, right, for the shareholders, right? But companies are like will do this this kind of shit all the time, where well, they'll fire like half of their people because they're like, yeah, this these people are costing us money, but they aren't. We generating. Don't think, we don't think they're adding as much to the bottom line as they're they, costing, as they could be, um, and even though we are very comfortably profitable. We aren't profitable enough because we aren't generating wealth for our shareholders. Well, here's a question: As much as we could, is it
1: is it legally the case that the, the the job of a corporation is to make as much money as possible for its shareholders?
0: They have what's referred to as a fiduciary duty, right? But and is that to he,
1: make as much money as possible, or just to? Well, so there's a board of directors,
0: right? Who who decides who gets who runs the company, right? They decide who the CEO is going to be and stuff. Um and, and the shareholders are also involved in this decision, and so it's basically, uh, I I don't think there's a legal requirement, but it's basically if the CEO doesn't step in and be like, mm, I'm gonna fire all these people so that my shareholders can get more money, because I don't want to pay my employees, I just want to give money to random people holding pieces of paper, <laughs> right? Um, uh, so if they don't do that, then they will be seen as sort of neglecting their duty to their shareholders, and they'll be replaced.
1: Well, but I mean, so. So so the board, so I get that then the board has decided that that's the role of the corporation because they're also shareholders who want to make as much money as possible, presumably. But yeah. that's not – it seems weird to me that that's what everybody is being taught, that a company's role is to do that instead of to generate some interesting product. No,
0: that's – I mean, in, in business school, what you learn is that the the reason that a company exists is to create wealth. And this is it's why not, its CEOs not about- are assholes. I guess <laughs> <laughs> this is why everything is fucked. Uh, there's there's no there's no duty for you to you know innovate, create new things, whatever. The point of a company existing is to make wealth. Uh, how how that wealth appears is completely r- irrelevant. Right. And even if even if people die on the way, you know, because uh, you got to cut corners on safety regulations or whatever to to improve your bottom line. You know, it doesn't matter. The point is you got to... And that's why you your pay
1: worth. your employees as little as you can get away with instead of as much as you or can get fire. away with. Or fire just fire with. Or fire them most entirely. Of them. Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, but yeah. So it's not, it's not even about creating wealth for your employees, right? It's just it's just about the, the people who own the company, which are right. the shareholders. So
1: that's... That's a little, lame. Lesson,
0: a, little, a little lesson in business. There you go.
1: Well, and, and, the, and the consequence of this for Rovio uh is that so they're they're firing you know nearly half of their workforce and apparently they're making a damn movie, an Angry Birds movie. Uh and and they I mean they've extended this franchise into a whole bunch of stuff. I mean you've all, I'm sure, seen the uh gummies. The gummy things and they have toys of various sorts and stuffed animals and that kind of stuff. And so apparently so in this exploded last year. They just had tons of this stuff. And that's that's the reason they think that they lost so much profit was because of, because all those things have, are a large expense and they don't generate nearly as much revenue as a relative to expense as a game does.
0: Yeah, so it's pointless. And so it's
1: pointless. And so so now all of a sudden their profits went down because they're spending all this money on other stuff and so they just fired half of their employees to, to basically, basically cutting off all of these extra things that they were doing. So so to me, this is really interesting because I've been looking at, at Rovio as well as Minecraft and other things where they've been extending, you know, their franchises out into the real physical world with toys and stuff and thought, oh, that's really cool. That's some stuff we can look at doing as a goal. Yeah. But now here's the, you know, one of the wealthiest, most successful game dev companies around right now, at least on mobile. and uh, And really a relatively small company, actually, compared to a lot of them.
0: Sure. And
1: yeah. and then they're doing exactly that. And they look, you know, from from the world outside, they look like they're very successful because you're just seeing their stuff everywhere. And to be fair, they still are ungodly. Successful. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on what you define as success. If <laughs> right. Your
0: success is quarterly profit margin. Yeah. But then- the
1: fact that over because I think it was over the entirety of last year that they could their, their profits could go down by 70 percent because of their decisions about, you know, branching. Because we always I, I always thought that by investing in cool stuff like toys and things. Uh, it's a big upfront cost, and so you need to have enough – like your your company has to be successful enough to do it in the first place. But once you can do it, then as long as you can get those things out there and people start buying them, then it's a good decision. Well, he, well the,
0: the problem comes from you having to decide as a company whether, whether you have a short-term vision or a long-term vision. Right. If you are going to invest in things that don't necessarily create a lot of profit or even tangible value – but that like if you get a stuffed animal of a bird from your game in the hands of like a million children, that's a that's a lot of long term value for you. Yeah. But you can't measure it. Correct. So if you if you're only basing your decisions on those, you know, those quarterly profit reports or annual earnings reports, you really lose out on having a more long term Vision for these kinds of things, yeah, because you need to meet those deadlines.
1: Well, so. and there's something cool. I mean, and, and I guess it's yeah. You know, you're exactly right. The problem is that if your goal is profit above all else, then then that's it. On it, very specific short timelines, right? <laughs> but but if instead, because because I would still love, and and I think we're still planning to hopefully do it if everything goes really well. To to take our stuff like our Crashlands characters and our Quadrupus, uh, basically all of our heroes and villains, you know. And turn them, action figures. Turn them into action figures because it would cost us a lot to do it, and really the profit we would get back would be relatively small, uh, or even nothing. But the fact that we could, even if we just broke even on something like that, it'd be great. It'd be really well, cool because cool. then out in the world, you know, the stuff that we that we got to create would actually physically exist. Somewhere. Yeah,
0: people get to play with a flux Dabes or you know tack from quadrupus yeah. Rampage.
1: page. As a physical action figure, that's awesome. It is awesome. It's and but, to to me, that's that's worth, that's worth even a profit loss, as long as you're still doing fine.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but we're you know we're a private company, so, so we we make, have that. We get to make those decisions. Right. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna replace us or anything like that if we if we just do that. That so, is a fact. So we get to do whatever we want, and we'll never be publicly traded. <laughs> so you can quote me on that. Yeah, you can. I hate uh, that concept.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrible. Uh, so moving away from deep talk about business structures, mm-hmm. uh, there's one more piece of game news I want to talk about because it's it's really big and potentially very interesting to see the consequences, which is that YouTube has finally launched or is launching. I think the date was set for today, but it, currently it is not yet live. Uh, their own live streaming and gaming thing called YouTube Gaming. Like a like a Twitch competitor. It's a Twitch competitor. Okay. So so Twitch, uh, for those of you who don't know, is currently the the major place where where live gaming events happen. And apparently, just very recently, uh, they they had their best uh, day ever, where they had two million concurrent users Holy watching shit. live stuff, and it was actually almost entirely esports that were being watched, like Rocket League, like Rocket League, and uh, mostly League of Legends, actually. Rocket League is yeah. growing, but League of Legends is by far the biggest thing there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so so twitch has been growing for quite a while. And so did Amazon buy them? Or were they just talking about buying them? I can't remember which one. I think I they think did. Amazon bought them. Google was interested in buying them. This was like a year ago.
0: There was so yeah, last and year then, there was a sudden flurry of big companies buying yeah. weird things that made no sense. Like Facebook <laughs> buying, buying Oculus Rift, and yeah. <laughs> Amazon buying Twitch. It was yeah. that was a really disorienting couple of It was months.
1: very weird. But apparently Google wanted to buy Twitch as well, but they were worried about antitrust issues. Um and so they didn't. So Amazon bought Twitch and then in true Amazon fashion just left it there and didn't do anything with it. Uh, <laughs> and so Well that's a good a good business. And, right. So in the background then Google apparently has been making Google gaming. And so Google gaming is basically it's kind of like as I understand it, it's like a separate YouTube almost. Where so if you do if you plug in a search term or anything else, if you go to gaming.google or sorry gaming dot YouTube or whatever, I don't know. But if you Game-tube. find game tube, but if you if you go to it and, and do a Google and do a search there for a game or something it'll only show you things that that it thinks and it's still a pull from the normal youtube videos and stuff but it'll only pull things that it that it is pretty confident as a search engine are actually related to that game oh huh. so it's really game specific and they've added which is now live i checked it out uh as a real streaming feature um to compete with twitch that has live chat and all that kind of stuff that already exists uh so so it's so I'm I'm very intrigued by this because we we've used, uh, Twitch a little bit in the past
0: to not, stream game to, dev,
1: to stream game dev, uh, and not very much mostly because it's kind of it's a pain to get to get it going, uh, and most of most people actually still don't even know that it really exists, which is interesting because it's it's the biggest place to go to for watching games being played, live, yeah, yeah. uh, but most people don't really even know that that's a thing that. People, that do. people do yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, what well, is a, it is
0: a weird thing i mean let's be real about it it is weird i, I mean yeah. you could you could sit down and play a game or you could watch somebody else play to me the the playing is the fun part uh but yeah i don't know but I it does I depend quite, when it's
1: a competitive game like rocket league i still prefer to play it absolutely it's cool to watch the masters yeah exactly yeah but watching really good people is fun and uh and to, you know for a few reasons. One is you get to see what the what the peak level of skill looks like and you get to learn from it, obviously. And learn how terrible you are by And learn how it. terrible you are. Uh but there's the other group which is more common with Let's players who on on average don't do live stuff, at least right now. But perhaps that will change. Um but a lot of Let's players, you know, what they what they're selling is basically their personality in combination with gameplay. So they're basically they're they're more selling a review of the game with an interesting personality layered on top right Uh, than the gameplay itself and and so from what i've seen on uh on twitch for the most part that still falls in the same groups you have a huge huge number of people twitching Twitching, that's what you call it i have no idea a huge number of twitchers playing uh doing live gameplay uh which is basically just them playing the game and they're okay at it and they have a very small number of people who watch them play which makes sense because everybody else would rather watch either. So, I mean, people want to see something that's entertaining or just go do something entertaining.
0: They just don't want to see Joe Schmo averagely playing. Yeah, of Legends, they, they can go averagely play exactly, and, and a lot did, of them weirdly are that. <laughs> I did try to look up some uh, some Eve online Twitch streams, and that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just endlessly. It was like middle aged guy after middle aged guy sitting in the dark silently, like floating through the void of space. <laughs> right, this is the most depressing thing I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> oh man! Don't try to watch Eve streams. Just
1: no. don't even. <laughs> it, it's hard to make Eve exciting to a to an observer. I think. It's exciting um, over long term, like over five years. Right.
0: Something exciting will happen eventually.
1: Right. But, yeah, so if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, you should definitely keep your eyeball on, on YouTube, YouTube gaming. gaming. Apparently, they already have apps on iOS and Android out today or something uh, that are just specific for that. Um, it, 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 it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. Apparently, esports right now are just getting so big that there's serious talk of them being in the Olympics and all kinds of craziness, so... You mean the e Olympics? The e Olympics? No, I mean I like feel, the real Olympics. I feel like,
0: I feel like this. Any anytime you put an e in front of something, it automatically relegates it to the nineties. Yeah. Like, well, what?
1: it reveals you to be like a hundred years old or something.
0: Yeah. You're like, well, it's is it a sport? It's an e sport. Did you get your e vite to the e <laughs> stadium to watch the e sport to the e event? Yeah. Cause now, cause now we have we have email and we have snail mail. I'm wondering when it's going to hit a point where email is just mail, and then snail mail is snail mail. I think you it's know, already
1: kind of getting there, actually. Yeah. Because usually now, when I say it, I got to go check my mail, I I mean my email.
0: But yeah, sla, slap slap in e. I think maybe esports needs they need to rethink. We need to rethink that term. Yeah, because, just call it sports. Yeah. Or just competitive gaming or, or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so otherwise, what else is up? We just been, we've been stomping bugs in crash lands. It has been a buggy nightmare, but in a good, well, not actually not in a good way. Not in a good way.
1: <laughs> buggy <laughs> buggy <laughs> nightmares <laughs> are terrible, but we've been, we've been crushing them. So oh yeah. It, no, we're doing it. good work. It's just, it's just the, the worst kind of work that has to be done. You know, it's a, yeah, it's like, it's like doing open heart surgery on a, on a
0: tumbleweed.
1: Yeah, that's the best it, way I can describe <laughs>
0: it. <laughs> because and then, <laughs> then it's this weird defined tangle of crap that's flipping around and traveling through at forty miles per hour. Yeah, that you're trying to. And then fix. the
1: end result is that you discover that the tumbleweed doesn't even have a heart. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit! I was I was thinking I was in the wrong tumbleweed. Yep. There's right. a whole pile of them over here, and none of them have hearts. It turns out. Oh man, it's just a, it's just bad. Yeah. But,
0: uh, but yeah, so we, I mean, we've been. We've been jamming away but our to-do lists are getting super tiny. There's not a whole lot of stuff left. No. Uh, but yeah, we haven't we haven't started the beta test selection process, but we are on the cusp. We're getting
1: close to it. It's and it's still going to follow the plan that we set forth. Uh it's just th- things are a little slowed down because um Sam has been basically unable to to work whilst getting a new uh blood system. Yeah, which is
0: which we totally... Which is we, understandable.
1: Yeah, we can't necessarily uh, hold that No. <laughs> nope. So, uh, so the, the original goal was to have... Uh, was to be ready basically to start by the, I guess the next original goal. The original original goal was to have already started. The, the next goal was to be starting on Friday this week. Uh, and that's seeming awfully unlikely. Uh, but but we will...
0: We're not going to be too far off. No, we
1: then. won't be too far off. And and we'll still try to get... Uh, and So we have not yet sent out uh, in Vice for Beta Tests, I think as Seth already said. Um, but we still plan to do that very soon, um, so keep your eyeballs on that. And if once you... again, make sure that that our emails aren't going to spam. Yeah, so add robot... No, wait, what is it? No, thingamabob at bscotch.net to your, uh, to your address. Box. I think it's robot it.
0: You should add both of those because or, we whatever. use both of those. Just look in your spam if something from a robot
1: is in there or somebody <laughs> named Thingamabob. Get get it out, get it back out. Uh, and you can still sign up if you haven't uh, at uh, where's it at at crashlands.net. There's a link uh, for applying for to be a beta tester. And yeah, I guess that's probably the bulk of the Crashlands news. Yeah, well let's hit some let's hit some fan questions, some, some
0: user fan-tastic submitted questions. questions. We have a whole but we have a whole bunch of questions today. I mean, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to answer them a little bit more than last. I think we only got three questions. Yeah, we didn't podcast. hit very many. Uh, so we're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna slap them right in the mouth. Uh, all right, first question. So we have a couple crashlands specific questions. All
1: from all, one person. All from Nia or Nee Ni. Nia Nia. Nia. Nia, Nia? I'm Nia, gonna go with Nia
0: asks, will there be randomized events that shake up the map like in Terraria? There is a spread of hallow slash corruption. So will there be other uh, events other than the day or night cycle? No. <laughs> nope. No, we don't, ha- we don't have that. Uh, so we have basically the world changes as you move out from the center. And we also have a whole bunch of things that change the world through questing. Uh, so it's all, it's not randomized. There's actually t- stuff that's tied to the story, yeah. which we find to be, uh, preferable in this, in this
1: case. Uh, yeah. If you yeah, have randomized, cause I mean the, the world is already randomized like in Terraria. Uh, yeah. but then we do have that defined story on top. And so it's already a little bit tricky to combine a random map with a defined story. And if we were to further combine that with random events, uh, it, could get interesting.
0: It get, you have a combinatorial explosion. It could get a little problem. complicated, but
1: uh, but more importantly, uh, that that is actually something that we had thought about doing. Um, but it sort of ended up because we also wanted to have weather and some other kind of fun, uh, even just cosmetic things in the game. But the, the, all those things got kind of relegated to the bottom of the feature list. You know, below all the stuff that really absolutely has to get done.
0: Yeah, we I mean we wanted to focus on on story and trying to make it so that if something does happen in the world like so the, the world the world can change through quests and story events, right? So uh because of the fact that it's tied to the story then it means something. And you know why it's happening and it's not just uh it's not just a random like oh no my base is now destroyed because corruption. Uh there's reasons. So that's that's where that is. Uh Nia also asks will Crashlands have an upgrade or skill system like in Quadrupus Rampage where the player gets stronger and stronger? Uh, yeah I mean it's that's basically the nuts and bolts of the crafting system it's so instead of you like, oh, I earned orbs, I spend them on making myself stronger, you build equipment that makes you stronger,
1: yeah, and then so, you get to choose, and then you can swap your equipment and everything else so it's it's really just based on on crafting
0: yeah and this is this is a a fundamental concept of uh, a lot of game development is the idea of the power loop where you're a lot of gameplay revolves around basically do a thing and then you get a reward which allows you to do that thing better so that you can do it again harder and get a better reward, right? It's a right. it's a constant loop. So if you think about in a game like like just a general RPG, like defeat enemies, level up so you can fight harder enemies, level up again, you know.
1: Yeah, when you uh, boil it down to that, it sounds awfully damn pointless, but that is, that, <laughs> that is what it boils down to.
0: Yeah, but, but you know, as, as human beings, we love we love the sense of ratcheting progression. Yeah. Uh, I mean, can, like, if, can you imagine if it was like, oh, you leveled up, but you're, you're still level one, but we're going to give you something. And, oh, you killed a bunch of enemies, you filled up your XP bar, still level one. Yeah. Uh, no, like, you, you need that number to go up, even though nothing really changes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you, you know, you need that. We just, we love it. So, yeah. it's, and
1: actually, Seth has a talk on this called "Loops and Rockets." If you go to our YouTube page, it's uh, on the YouTube. You can find yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it's on our About page. On the, oh, on it's a linked. Side. Yeah, it's also linked to from there. Um, but if you check out our YouTube playlist and stuff, you'll tra- you'll be able to find it too. Yeah.
0: And the last, uh, the last question by Nia, by about Crashlands by Nia. Yeah, yeah. is uh, in the Crashlands creator. Can we choose
1: what modifiers the weapons get? Yeah. So for those of you who don't who haven't seen this. There are two parts, actually, that you might not have seen, which is that the Crashlands Crater lets you generate outposts and characters and boss fights and all that kind of stuff. It also lets you drop specific loot. So you can put chests out in the world of loot in them or make it so that the bosses will drop loot. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then the weapons have a modifier system, like in, actually, like, I guess, in a lot of... So it'll be like games. this
0: weapon, when you hit stuff, it randomly strikes them with lightning. Or yeah. sometimes you steal life or you get a turbo speed boost. Right. And whatever.
1: those, I believe, uh, are... So those modifiers are attached to... Are, are they're sort of predefined,
0: right? Uh, for, for some things. Yeah. So so basically we have two, we have two types of weapon. We have uh, regular weapons, which can range in quality uh, from sort of normal all the way up to epic. There's four different quality levels. They have randomized stuff on them and when you if you put say like a sawgrass sword which is one of those ordinary weapons uh, if you put one of those out in the world you can make it be random in terms of its quality or you can improve its quality and the higher the quality the more modifiers it gets ah. you can't choose the so modifiers Modifiers directly. are still random okay the modifiers are still random. but legendary items we have a we have a suite of legendaries which have predefined stats on them right so, for example, we have these gloves called the Hydra Blade Woodshankers. And they're these wooden <laughs> gloves that have sawgrass blade claws on them. And uh, those have a specific set of stats that help your attack power and stuff like that. So there, so the legendary items uh, you can hand out and you'll know what it's going to be. But the other ones, you can uh, you you won't you won't get to decide. So uh, it's mostly just, just a, kind of a limitation of our system, but it, you know, it's not something – we may add that later. I don't know. But yeah. at the moment, at the moment, that's not
1: in there. Not off the table, but currently yeah. not on it either. <laughs> um,
0: okay. So Crashlands, I think that's all of our Crashlands questions.
1: Yeah, that pretty well covers it.
0: Yeah. And let's hit uh, – all right. So Cloudmere, Cloudmere Cloudmer asks me – I got a question directly. Uh, he asks, what's the first game you ever made once you started using game maker?
1: <laughs> I'm going to take a guess as to what game it was. Okay. And it would be ridiculous you're, if it was not true, gonna, but it not might gonna, be true. Am I not going to get it? You're not going to get it. I don't oh, think. okay. Yeah. I, I was going to guess, uh, oh crap. What, what's the, what's the, the punching game? Or I mean the, the rocket sky brawler sky brawler
0: sky brawler was the second game second game okay the first game i mean well I, I don't know if you can even call it a game but i guess you could say that about anybody's first game uh it was a game called dragon bearzilla where <laughs> it was Wait, i don't think i ever saw this i never showed it to anybody <laughs> nobody's ever seen it it was it was uh because I, I didn't know how to do the art i didn't know how to do anything and so i was like i just need to try to make a thing that's animated that i can move around on the screen and that does something so i was like i'll make a little cityscape like a little skyline of buildings and i'll control this little flying bear dragon that's huge that will fly around and i can shoot fire out of my mouth at the buildings and try to make them explode (laughs) so that was my first game was dragon it sounds like a
1: good game how did it how did it turn out Um, I mean, it was mostly just me trying to figure out how
0: Game Maker worked. Uh, so it turned out terribly. But then, once I figured out stuff, then I just completely scrapped it, and then moved on to Sky Brawler. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of literature out there about Sky Brawler, because I worked on it for about a year.
1: In fact, if you go to com, the blog we mentioned earlier for Seth's original game company. Yeah, so Sky Brawler was a, a, I
0: kick-started it, um... And it was blown so far out of scope, uh, that I, after a quite a while, once I learned more about game dev, I realized I couldn't actually do this project. Nope. And so I messaged all my Kickstarter backers and uh, gave them their money back because I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the uh, the concept behind it, I still want to pursue. I still want to, because I love the idea of a platformer where you are a guy with rocket fists. That yeah, I mean, seems, what's not to love about that? That's right up my alley. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was supposed to be like, oh, there's like a hundred levels, and if you watch the Kickstarter video, it's, it's just fucking hilarious. Like just how, how rough it is because I had never actually—that's probably art. still up, isn't done... it? Oh yeah, you can see the, it. those
1: things are archived. Yeah,
0: you can see you can go back to this Kickstarter page for Sky Brawler, and you can see the game that I made when I was three months old as a game developer. That's <laughs> That's what you. And this was uh, back in two thousand, early two thousand eleven. Uh, we probably. I, I do you still have history. the
1: Game Maker project? Actually, they probably don't work at all anymore.
0: I have the Game Maker project. It's totally broken. Yeah. Everything is. Well, and the other problem was since it was my first thing I ever really programmed. There uh, are just they're just memory leaks everywhere. There's infinite loops pop up all the time. The game just <laughs> it crashes. It's poorly optimized. Uh, I mean, it's it's just a. It was way too big of a project for my first game and I I didn't know enough to make something of that size. And so nowadays whenever whenever I talk to somebody who's a new like a new game dev, uh I reiterate as hard as I can to start small. Like don't try to make a huge thing because you don't even know what you don't know yet.
1: Yeah. Make small things. Make a bunch of small things knowing that each one will fail as a product, but not as Bro- a project. <laughs> Yeah, and it'll fail a little bit less hard than the last one. Yeah, and then importantly, every time you make a new project, uh, take on a new, uh, you know, a new problem that you didn't get to solve the last time. Exactly. And, and I didn't, I project. really
0: didn't start to grow as a programmer, as a game developer, until I stepped away from that huge project after a year and started making smaller things. So I made a puzzle game called Project Eighty Seven. Uh, I made oh, Bacterium. Yeah. Um, I made I I entered ludum ludum dare ludum dare and made a game called Goat Milk, which took thirteenth place out of six hundred and eighty people or something like that. Um, so that was a nice validation. But I you know I learned a ton from all these. Yeah, all these and
1: things. actually, if you go to uh, games. net, which is on our blog, oh yeah, I think there's a link to there. There yeah, there are links to a whole bunch of this too. stuff. So if you just yeah. scroll the the top is all of, all of our actual current games, but if you scroll down, it's all of our old mini-games or one-off projects or whatever that were not... M- many of them you probably can't actually get to play, but you'll be able to see a YouTube video of it. And some of them you can even download and play, actually.
0: Yeah, and so of course, check when, that you, out. when you make this early stuff, when you put it out there, uh, it's going to get completely flayed by everyone who plays it. Uh, Which brings us right into the next question. Yeah, which, which- is...
1: <laughs> so Etrusan asks, or says... You should totally... I guess it's more of a demand than a question. He did. He just demanded <laughs> True son says, you should totally do the user re- user review stuff again. Like one review per podcast? Uh, and I, I believe he's referring to the fact that if you... Again, on our YouTube, uh, there is exactly one Coffee with Butterscotch episode that existed before we started this podcast. It was a video. Which was a video. And it was what Sam and Seth made after the launch of Quadrupus Rampage. It's hilarious. So you should go watch it if you haven't seen it. But part of what they do there is they do dramatic readings of user reviews of Quadrupus rampage. So I'm pretty sure that's what he's referring to. Yes. I think that is correct. Yeah. So this has been in our, in our, our question queue for a while. We kind of just haven't answered it for one key reason, which is that we, we have grown to loathe the user reviews with, (laughs) with the burning of a thousand suns. Uh, I don't me me in particular. Anyway, I, uh, that they're called reviews is a joke, uh, to me. Um, it's more like random thoughts. It's it's ran- random, idiosyncratic thoughts. Random, yeah, it's random thoughts by people who don't know what they're talking about is what it is, <laughs> and are hard to please and believe everything should be free. Uh, so, if, I mean, if you if you look through, and and this is particular to to the to the store reviews. So if you look actually, if you look at Steam reviews, th- those are much much better. And there, there are probably a bunch. Of, there are probably some good reasons for that, but I don't want to. I dig think it's into a it. framing thing. Yeah, I like it's a framing thing. You
0: either recommend the game or you don't recommend it. Right, That's, and then you say
1: why. Right. Instead, instead of having a rating system, and of it just also comments. posts. Yeah, but it also posts your gameplay time for that game, so people can. Mm. So if you've only played for like thirty minutes and you have a review, then uh, people won't really believe you. But if you've played for a thousand hours, then you know. And, and well,
0: here's something I've noticed. Just as a quick side note. Huh.
1: I see a lot
0: of reviews by people who will have like a thousand hours in a game, yeah. and then they don't recommend it.
1: Yeah. Well, I can't tell. Some of those seem like a like it seems like jokes. Well, well, no, a lot think, of the time, but I think
0: it's actually it comes down to if you spend that much time with anything, you start to see the flaws. Yeah. Like you really like the and the the problems with the game become like your whole world. You know. Um. And you forget all of the awesome shit that got you up to that thousand <laughs> right. hour gameplay mark, right. and you're just annoyed by all the stuff that hasn't been fixed yet. Yeah, uh, and so you're like, I, I played this. I I played this for my entire life, all my waking <laughs> hours. But I don't think other people should should
1: play it. Yeah, that's true. there weird. are there are a bunch of those. Uh, yeah, it is it is particularly weird. <laughs> um but but in general for the other app stores especially so so on iTunes iTunes isn't as bad as Google Play but they're both really bad uh they people just they'll just post a random thought and it's and it's typically I mean, it's not it's not constructive it's not useful for anybody um uh whether other other players or the developers it'll just be like a one off weird bug report with a one star review like it doesn't work on my random 5-year-old device uh, or I hate aspect X of this game, even though somebody else loves it, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, the, the
0: crazy thing is, that, like, the game may have, like, 1,000 unique parts to it. Yeah. And then one of those parts, one out of the 1,000, will be something that somebody doesn't like, and they will give it a one-star review. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, I mean, okay, sure, the other 999 things are fine, but, yeah, this
1: one thing, I just... Just drove me nuts. Yeah, just fucking one-star.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, and it's, and it's a lot of complaining about... Ads showing up. It's people complaining about things they can get rid of by being, a, you know, a good participant in the game yeah. dev cycle by actually buying the thing. But anyway, so that there's a whole bunch of reasons that that we don't want to do user review stuff again, and and probably won't, except maybe every once in a while. Maybe maybe post Crashlands launch, uh, we'll we'll play that game a little bit for a short period of time.
0: Well, you uh, found a couple reviews, but I found for... I
1: just yeah I found an example just to demonstrate this. <laughs> Which is, so I, so I decided to, to answer this question today. And so I looked up the reviews for Flop Rocket on Google Play and just looked at the first page just to see what was there, intending to find, you know, the first, like, negative comment that I could find. It was very easy, of course. It was the comment number three, I think, uh, in the list. And it was this one with a one-star review by Joshua Lukasi. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. He says, it's great and all. I don't know how to, so I'm, I'm reading this verbatim, so it's a little hard okay. to interpret. Okay, it, it, it's great in all, but the but part is that this has terrible—I mean, terrible—controls. Fix this and add a joystick or something. Mm-hmm. So this is okay. what this is what Josh says. Uh, great point there, Josh. I don't know what he means by "add a joystick" because it's a goddamn touch device. But uh, I think he wants us to physically mail him a joystick. <laughs> Maybe that's I what he wants. And so needs. and then and I so I read that and I was amused. So I. I pull that into, to read. And then I remembered, uh, back when flop rocket actually sort of relaunched, um, on iOS and stuff, uh, touch arcade wrote up their review of it. And of course, real reviews on real review sites are always more useful anyway. Uh, but this, this one was by Carter Dodson. He had this quote, cause I remember him talking about how much he liked the control scheme. So he says, seriously, the more I play it, the more I think that the scheme is just genius. Any other game Using a turn and thrust control system needs to look at what this game has done and implement it for themselves. Okay. And along, so what, do, what do we do with this? Yeah. Evaluation? So this is the thing. Is this is what reviews look like for for games. We get,
0: we get two complete. We get pairs pairwise completely opposing viewpoints for every single aspect of the game
1: yep and so people you know players will ask us all the time like why don't why didn't we do it this way or that way or whatever and we'll have somebody else that will write in asking us to do it exactly the opposite and that's the answer the reason we don't do it that way and do it how we decide we want to is because we know there are a million ways to do things and there are some ways are going to be better than others for sure but for the most part there nothing's most of the decisions we make aren't really better or worse they're just a different Decision. Yeah, well the great thing about it too is there's there are infinite games yeah. out there.
0: And so yeah. we're going to just we're just going to do what we want, you know, whatever we think is going to be best for the game. That's what we're going to put in it. And if there's something you don't like about as a player, something you don't like about that that decision we made,
1: you can go play another game.
0: There's other there's lots of other games out there. Um you know, we're not going to feel bad if you decide to play something else. Uh we we want you to play it. You know, but oh well. Yeah,
1: we can't please. <laughs> That's everyone. exactly right. Well, and especially so. if you're going to come in and uh, and complain because you're seeing advertisements, then we don't want you to play it at all on a game you didn't a, pay for. Well, because it yeah. is on a game you didn't it's pay for free. Uh, then we don't we don't need to hear what you have to say.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so we got we're just about out of time. We'll hit we'll hit one last quickie. All right, do it. Uh, from Mia Kitty. Who is. Wait, is our... that going to be a quickie? Which, whatever. Who, who uh, even cares? So. Just read it. We'll just. We'll just uh, it. So she's a. Mia Kitty is our primo Australian fan. Number. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Australian, Australian fan, fan number one. Uh, Mia Kitty asks, what's your most inspirational quote or saying that keeps you going when you're down or frustrated?
1: All right, Seth. Tell okay, me Adam, what you're. Go. Oh, shit. <laughs> you first. <laughs> uh,. Uh, so, so I saw this question in the queue and I purposely didn't put it in the list to answer because I couldn't think of an inspirational or uh, actually not even inspirational, a quote or saying period, uh, that I like that I ever refer back to in my brain. Mm. And I don't know why that is. I'm sure at some points in my life there have been those, but clearly none of them were ever important enough to like really <laughs> stick uh
0: well i think it's i think it speaks to the idea that people draw inspiration from lots of different things you know some this some is true, people yeah some people will will see a, a really good quote or a good you know idea from like they'll get it tattooed on themselves cuz they're like i need to know i need to have this right, right in my periphery all the time uh i don't know for me personally i i don't have a quote but i have an idea What's that? That I, that I really latch on to. Um, like, whenever, I, whenever I'm kind of bumming out or feeling unmotivated or whatever, uh, there's this idea that I have that I'm pretty sure is true, which is that your your brain gets really good at whatever you make it do a lot of. Yes, and that is a fact. For me, that's just a really motivating idea because it makes me not want to make my brain do dumb things. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, my my Sunday is better spent trying to learn electronics or reading a really good book or, you know, uh, trying to code a new game prototype than, you know, browsing Reddit or, or vegging out and watching TV or or a rapid series of fail videos on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there are infinite things you can, you can do with your time. And you just have to bear in mind that whatever, whatever you do the most of, you're going to get real good at that thing. And you're going to get vaguely worse at everything else. <laughs> and so to me, that, that that's just a really big motivator. Yeah. To, to try to be as good as I can be and, and improve myself. That
1: is kind time. of a, that's kind of a hard motivator though. Cause that's a, uh... It takes the thing that's hard about being motivated, <laughs> and makes that your motivator, right? Which is the hard thing about being motivated is is the is the fact that unlike in video games, where the whole the the game is built to with the loops in mind, to take advantage of the fact that we want instant gratification for our actions and want mm-hmm. to feel like we're improving when we do stuff. Uh, in in real life, the gratification is always delayed unless you are making bad decisions. Yeah, but you know, I, but I think and. It's- it's just about your frame of mind. It is. No, because I mean, it absolutely is. Uh, and, but but it is it is the case that, you know, you know, you know, intellectually that doing the stuff that's good for you, that takes a long time to develop, which is, you know, working. physically things Like if physically. you're trying to get in shape or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. You know. uh, and, and I mean, a pr- we're all very well aware that we should be doing those things and that the long-term consequences are great. But just knowing that is rarely sufficient to actually serve as a motivator like on the the motivator being the thing that you need on the moment by moment basis to get you to keep making the right decisions towards towards that problem well, sure but you
0: just need to, you just need to keep your eye on the ball that's so that's your quote that's it yeah that's, oh, because,
1: <laughs> because just thinking about it and give it 110% a
0: sports reference yes uh, but so, so I think about so I've been I've been trying to uh, gain I've been trying to lift weights and gain weight um, and become stronger just arbitrarily for no, for no really good reason, but uh, but because I need to be in the gym and I need to stay in good shape, and so I've set some fitness goals for myself, and it's done a really interesting thing with the way that I think about uh, meals and food, which is it used to be that it would be like, it'd be noon, and I'd be like, okay, it's, it is lunchtime, therefore I'm going to eat some food. Uh, yeah. I was eating it because it was lunchtime, and that was the extent of it, right? Yep. So it didn't really matter what I was what I was cramming into my gullet because the whole point of it was that it was lunchtime. But it's a Pavlovian
1: feeding system.
0: Yeah, but once I started, once I set some fitness goals down, then I started doing much of reading about nutrition and, and what I should be eating and what I shouldn't be eating. And, and it, there's a very simple concept at play, which is if you have a fitness goal, then anything you put in your mouth is either going to help you achieve that goal or move you further away from it, right? True fact. So, So if you just keep your eye on that goal, then eating suddenly is part of – it's part of that process. It's no longer – it is lunchtime, therefore food. It's more like, oh, geez, I need to hit my target for the day of like 150 grams of protein or something. Uh, and then you're eating it with a purpose because it's helping you do a thing. Right. So it's all it's all about integrating your daily activities into the stepwise process of getting to your goals. So keep your eye on the ball. That, keep that's your my, eye on the ball. That's my quote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with that, this one ran a little bit, a uh, little bit long. But you know, it's we get, you just you guys. The worst get a things free, have happened. You guys get a little free extra on uh, top so, of the
1: free first part.
0: Yeah. It's, actually. I guess it's all free. It's all free. Think about it. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to get some more questions into the mix, hit up podcast.bscotch.net.
1: And you and, can find uh, us on iTunes and, and any other podcast-catching device in the universe.
0: Yep, uh, a great app that I'm using on my Android is called Podcast Addict. It, oh. uh, you can you can subscribe to our our podcast through that, and it'll pop up whenever uh, whenever a new one comes up. Every new
1: I'm using exactly. a different one on my Android called Pocket Casts, which is not yeah. free. But as a developer, I've recently decided to try to pay for everything that I use. That well, is, this one's got ads in it, so it comes out. You know, yeah, comes out, well, okay. yeah, and you're not blocking them, so exactly, yeah,
0: um, yeah. So, so check those things out. Get get in on the RSS feed, and also check out uh, forums.bscotch.net if you want to join the discussion about everything Scotch related including this podcast and uh, we'll see you next week goodbye peace